Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So breaking news down in Argentina. In fact, we've got some good news to report. A gentleman, and I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his name. We're going to get into it in just a moment. Go to CNBC and check out the specifics. But basically, he's a libertarian. I mean, he's like... The Argentinian version of, of Ron Paul. <laughs> he just won their preliminary election. So he hasn't won the whole election yet, but this is like their first, they do a couple different rounds in uh, some of the South American countries. I know they do that here in Colombia as well. And uh, this guy just crushed it, just dominated the first round of elections. And uh, some of his key talking points are he wants to eliminate the central bank. Like, gone, done. He wants to massively reduce government spending. He wants to privatize a lot of their industries. And he wants to dollarize the economy, which from an American standpoint may sound insane. <laughs> but for an economy or for a country like Argentina, this w could dramatically reduce the government's ability to create these problems in the future. And one of the best things that it does is it allows the uh, it allows you to have the government debt to be denominated in a currency where they might be able to get lower interest rates. But it's also going to match up with their revenues. So as an example, right now, a lot of their debt is denominated in dollars, but their currency is the Argentinian peso. So that debt load becomes more and more and more of a burden where if you match that up, you say, well, why didn't they do that with the Argentinian peso? Because the interest rates would be too high. So and also, if you looked at uh, countries that have very high inflation rates, when they go to another currency like the dollar, which is what they usually do, that usually fixes the inflation problem almost overnight, almost immediately. So I know that the dollar is far from perfect, trust me. And I know that fiat currencies are are, are not desirable uh, on net balance, but if you had to choose between the Argentinian peso and the dollar, especially in the global environment right now, I think that's probably the, the best case scenario. I think that's the best thing that they could do with the options they have. So anyway, let's get into this article. Then we're actually going to watch a video uh, from Bloomberg that describes this, looking at it through the lens of some local voters in Argentina that used to vote for the Socialist Party, but now they've basically said, we've had so much consumer price inflation, we are fed up with it, and we want whomever is the furthest from the Socialist that we can find. And that happens to be this Argentinian Ron Paul guy. And I, I, here we go, Javier... Mile is his name. So I'm sorry, Javier, if you're watching for calling you the Argentinian Ron Paul. From now on, uh, Javier will go with that. That's easy for me to pronounce. Okay, so let's shoot over to CNBC. Argentina devalues its currency, jacks up interest rates after shock. Far right primary win. And when I saw that he won, I went over to Google and looked up all the news articles. And I found it kind of funny to see how many of them, what percentage of them had to use far right in the title. And it was like 95%. It was like far right, far right. And what's interesting about that is how many times have you seen the media anywhere over the around the world use the adjective of far left to describe a candidate? Far left Bernie Sanders, or here in Colombia, Petro. 
far, uh, no, I would say extreme far left. Never. It's never that. It, it's, it's never, it, then they say words like populist or left or democratic. They always use this, these uh, adjectives and the way of describing it that's very, it's very kind, let's say, where whenever you've got someone that actually stands up for freedom, liberty, and free market capitalism, oh, they're far right. And obviously what they're trying to do is they're trying to associate that person with fascism, with what we have seen out of the quote, quote, far right going back to World War II. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. So key talking points, the moves were a bid by the government to calm markets in a wake. I don't know if the uh, devaluing your currency by 18% is a move to calm markets. Uh, it might calm markets, but it sure didn't calm the average voter. That's for sure. But uh, let's see, it hiked its benchmark interest rate by a whopping 21 percentage points to 118% on Monday following the shock primary election, far right libertarian Javier Mele. Now I wanna be clear, he has not won the election. He's just won decisively the first round. So this brings me to a, a quick story that I think you guys will find interesting, definitely applies to this. I was talking to a good friend of mine here who's from the United States. He's a, a retired doctor. He used to work at MD Anderson. He was a, a big shot doctor in the United States. He retired, moved down to Columbia, and he built a hotel. And now it's one of the, the biggest and most successful hotels in boutique hotels in Medellin. And uh, he, believe it or not, the way I met him is he's a big fan of the channel and he has very similar worldview to most of us, you know, where we're talking about freedom and liberty and free market capitalism. And we were talking about what it takes for a society once they're on social welfare programs to reverse course. And what we were talking about most specifically were the stimulus checks in 2020. So assuming that we get another crisis, we get more stimulus checks, what does it take to have that tectonic shift in the views of society to say, you know what, we're not going to take these. We don't want these stimmy checks again because we understand that long term, it's going to have far more costs than it has short term benefits. And I, I call him the doctor. And the doctor said, you know, George, that's almost impossible. You just, it's, 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 you can't convince people once they're on the dole. It, it's just, I don't think that's a realistic plan. I said, yeah, but th that's all you got. It, it's either that try to convince people and try to show them the economic reality, or if history is any teacher, there has to be some massive crisis, unfortunately, like a war uh, that gets people to wake up and want something completely different. And then you get a few decades of sanity of let's say freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. And then kind of unfortunately, the cycle repeats itself where we go from strong time or hard times, create strong men, strong men, create good times, good times, create weak men, weak men, create hard times. You just go through it again. So what's really interesting from an outsider looking in are a few things about this story. Number one, this has immediately gone onto my list for potential plan B. That's what I said in the title. I get in the comments and on the live streams all the time. You guys are always asking me about Mexico, about Colombia, about, you know, maybe Dubai or uh, Georgia, the country of Georgia or Croatia or Montenegro. You know, plan B, plan B, plan B. Where should I set up an account? You know, what is, uh, you know, from a, a, a geopolitical standpoint or from a political standpoint, which countries are going in the right direction? So I can go ahead and do some research there. Maybe I can go there for two weeks, check it out, see if I like it. Maybe at some time I want to 
or maybe it's a place I want to spend a little bit more time. And I'm always talking about Colombia. I'm always talking about Mexico, obviously, because it's so close to the United States. But now we've got to put Argentina on that list. I think this is great news. Great news. And what's it going to take for the United States to have that tectonic shift? What's it going to take for the culture and the society of the United States to go in a completely different direction? One that I would argue is far more healthy long-term. I think the doctor's right. And 99% of the time, that involves a crisis. That, that's the only way to get people out of that mindset. So if you're someone in the United States that might not want to be a part of that crisis or social unrest or however it plays out, you might look at Argentina and say, okay, well, they've already gone through the crisis. Now they're coming out the other side where the weak men creating hard times has been the last two decades for them. But now all of a sudden, those hard times have created strong men. And maybe, just maybe, Argentina, Argentina is going into that phase where they just, you know, they've been figuratively just shaken and saying, hey, you got to wake up. You got to go. People are so sick and tired of it that they just go in a completely opposite direction. That opposite direction just happens to be free market capitalism, happens to be reducing the size of government, uh, reducing social programs, and getting rid of their central bank, and creating a, and uh, uh, moving on to a currency that they're, uh, you know, the politicians don't have any control of whatsoever, uh, you know, although the banking system would. But historically, the banking system in a free market economy is going to create currency units for projects that produce productivity. And therefore, you don't have that extreme inflation because as Milton Friedman teaches us, although it's true, inflation is everywhere and always an everywhere monetary phenomenon. It's not just the creation of currency units. It's the creation of currency units in excess of output. So without the government in, uh, intruding, without government spending being a very high percentage of GDP, that's very difficult to do, especially if you're not bailing out the banks because they have every incentive in the world to create currency units for productive lending. So anyway, he's, th this is the complete opposite of what they have been doing decade after decade after decade. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. And that's the opportunity here. That's, you know, the, the phoenix rising from the ashes, potentially. And that's why this is such an exciting time in Argentina. Again, I don't know that this guy will win, but uh, the fact that he won this first round by such a, a significant margin shows us 
that the people in Argentina are ready to go in a completely different direction and explore the ideas that we talk about on this channel so frequently. So now let's go over to uh, this YouTube video. I want to show you just like a couple minutes of this. I think you guys are going to enjoy it because it really shows you the, the, the difficulties and the struggles for people on the ground when they're experiencing this 100% inflation. You heard me right. 100% inflation, annual inflation. I mean, we complain here, rightfully so, if inflation is 9.1%. Imagine what it would be like at 100%. Let me go ahead and do a screen share and we'll get over to this clip. Okay, there we go. So first, let's look at these charts. And the one on the left here shows government confidence. I wonder why it had such a high spike there. That's interesting. But you can see pretty much since the Cerveza sickness, government confidence has just plummeted. It's just tanked. And this seems to be correlated with the rate of inflation. And like I said earlier, you can like the dollar or not, but historically speaking, that's the best way for a country to get rid of inflation almost overnight is just get rid of their currency and switch over to the dollar, which by the way, you know, it's 70% of global transactions. And by the way, it's what's one of the mechanisms that's creating some of your problems right now because so much of your debt is denominated in dollars. But let's listen to this video here. Oriana and Samir were raised by parents loyal to Peronism, the ruling political movement that's dominated Argentina politics for decades. But this year, the couple says they plan to vote for a different kind of politician. Javier Millet, a libertarian economist and outsider presidential candidate, is gaining traction by tapping into voter anger at spiraling prices. His most ambitious proposal is to dollarize the Argentine economy as a way to tackle inflation. Also appealing to some voters because he's not from the traditional political blocs in Argentina and people see dramatic changes necessary to fix Argentina's deep problems. Still, the October election... See, so... There you go. You can see his policies and you can see, you know, these young people that uh, they were raised generation after generation to vote for the, the socialist party. They were, you know, basically the socialist party there. Uh, they're fed up. So we've had enough. And earlier in the segment, they uh, interviewed them on what it's like. And every the guy says he runs out of money on like the 10th of every month. And uh, because prices have gone up so significantly, insist they go up at such a rapid rate. You know, his pay isn't increasing with the rate of the stuff that they need. And they've got this little, you know, one, two year old baby and they're talking about uh, diapers. And because he runs out of money at um, uh, so early in the month, in order to extend that out, what he and his wife do, they usually only eat one meal a day and that's dinner. And then they have this powdered drink. I guess it's, I don't know what it is, but it's got a lot of caffeine that is like an appetite suppressant. So they eat this powdered drink, you know, for breakfast and for lunch. And that gives them enough energy to make it to dinner to where they can pay for their uh, uh, kids' diapers and whatnot. And he's got a normal job. Uh, he's got a full-time job working at a local furniture store. But this is what it's like. This is the reality of the situation. And my, my main point here is 
if you are someone that has tried to consider a plan B, you might want to put Argentina on your radar because in order for things to shift significantly in the United States, unfortunately, if history is a teacher, it will require something bad. I mean, is, I, I hate to say that, but it's just the reality of the situation. It requires a civil war. It requires a world war. That It requires something that unifies everybody to where they're all on the same page and they get rid of whatever you know policies they had earlier because this just takes precedent. And um, you know, if I'm an American, I don't know that I really want to live through that time. So why not try to find a country as a plan B that's already gone through that and maybe, just maybe, now is on the on the upswing. And you know, I don't know if the guy could even could eliminate the central bank and whatnot. That that's that's interesting. But the fact that he's he's got those ideas, I think is very encouraging. And the fact that people were once socialists are now looking at this guy and actually voting for him, I think that is also incredibly encouraging. So we'll, we'll have to see how this plays out. And uh, for those of you who are investing, I would I would highly encourage you follow a Cuppy, a good buddy of mine on uh, Twitter. I, Josh, maybe you want to give uh, his handle there and follow Chris McIntosh. Chris McIntosh is a good friend of mine. He's one of my partners along with Lynn Alden with Rebel Capitalist Pro. And uh, both Chris and Cuppy have been talking about the what's happening in Argentina for many, many months. And they have been on top of this. They've been very, very bullish. And I, I'm guessing they're continuing, uh, you know, they, they haven't changed that opinion. So I think from a social standpoint, you got to look at this as a potential plan B. We got to follow this closely. From an investing standpoint, you got to sit there, scratch your head and say, maybe, just maybe, this is an opportunity for crisis investing. And one of the things I remember about my favorite investor, Jim Rogers, he said this over and over and over and over again, when he was looking at a crisis, and I've actually talked about this on my interviews when I've uh, uh, had him on the show, is he says, you can't just invest in a crisis because then you're trying to catch a falling knife. He goes, there has to be a catalyst. There always has to be a catalyst. And maybe, just maybe, this libertarian guy, Javier, winning this uh, the, the preliminary election by such a significant margin, maybe this is the catalyst that would prompt you to potentially uh, get involved with Argentina, however you want to do it. Not investing advice, but I'm saying this is something that's definitely on my radar. And the guys in the business, the pros that I respect the most, like Cuppy and like Chris McIntosh, I know that this has been on their radar for a long time, and they're very, very excited about what is happening right now in Argentina. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.